0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. How does it feel to be told you're somehow less American than others because of your skin color, because of who you love, or because of the way you pray? For Arab Americans and Muslims, this is an unfortunate question that they've had to deal with over and over Throughout American history, Islamophobia and animosity against Arabs reached new peaks following 9-11. Now these groups find themselves at the receiving end of negative rhetoric coming from the president of the United States. What has the Arab American and Muslim American experience looked like over time? Has it always been difficult for these groups to to gain acceptance here in the United States. We're going to spend the rest of the show talking about that. And my guest is Ishmael Ahmed, uh, host of World Music Program This Island Earth, Sundays at five on WDET. He is the founder of Access and former director of the Michigan Department of Human Services. Ismail, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Absolutely. Uh, we should also mention that uh, there is a program coming up at the Arab American Museum, April 2nd at 2 p.m. Rock for Refugees. Let's start there. Tell me about that event and uh, how it sort of dovetails with this very subject we're talking about.
1: Well, you may be aware that there are almost uh, almost 70 million displaced people in the world and about 21 million of them are refugees, people fleeing persecution for their ethnicity, religious beliefs, and Mm -hmm. uh, politics. And uh, uh, many, many of them are Syrian, but they are from all over the world, particularly from Africa and Asia, as well as the Middle East. And it's uh, important that we make a place for them here in America uh, because when they return to their countries, they will be killed or jailed or uh, tortured And so there's a long history of uh, protecting those people all over the world and in the United States, and that's now being challenged by the new administration. And so we're uh, doing a benefit for a couple groups. One of them is uh, Freedom House, who houses refugees and uh, helps them to either find a legal status here in the United States or in Canada, or... uh, you know, uh, provides other kinds of supports for them. Uh, The other group is a group called Take On Hate, which is part of Access. It's a campaign aimed at uh, anti-Arab, anti-Muslim hate. We've got 10 bands coming. It's coming up this uh, Sunday on April 2nd uh, from 10, uh, from 2 to 10 uh, at the Arab Museum. And uh, tickets are really cheap. They're not very much money if you want to donate more can, but we've got 10 bands and it's everything from the DSO's youth <laughs> jazz ensemble to women in hip hop. Yeah. A lot of well-known bands, Larnetta Davis, uh, one of
0: my Sean favorites, Blackman, Davis. <laughs>
1: um, you know, uh, Louis Rusto who plays with Eminem and has written many of his songs. His new band will be debuting there. Uh, a uh, Jerry Stormer folk musician and, uh, Oh, uh, Maruga and the Cosmic Hoedown, and many, many others. I can't make the list. Uh, casual sweethearts. <laughs> uh, the list is growing. In fact, we've turned away 20 bands. Wow. Uh, so uh, if you really care about uh, refugees or people in bad circumstances, this is your chance to make a contribution. And you can contact the Arab American Museum uh, again Saturday. The Arab American Museum from two to ten, and uh, much fun as well as the opportunity to help people.
0: Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about why uh, why this is is sort of an important topic right now. That that uh, the issue of refugees, the issue of immigration, the issue of what it means to be an American who comes here from somewhere else and comes specifically from the Middle East, uh, has uh, beliefs uh, that are different than the Christian majority here in in America. Right now, there's no question about the tension that surrounds it. But I guess what I want to get us to is the space where we can talk about the history of that tension, that it doesn't just start with Donald Trump, it doesn't even start with 9-11, that this goes back a really long time in this country. Well,
1: one thing most people don't know is the first person to come to the United States that was from Africa or Arab is the same person. His name was Estebanico, he was a slave, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he was from North Africa. And when he came here, he uh, his boat literally crashed on the Texas shores and uh, he ended up leading the people who arrived or crashed, all walking them all the way to Florida because he was educated and he could speak with the Native American people. So there's a shared history here with African Americans, Arabs, and he was a Muslim as well. And so we go back that far early on, uh, the uh, people f- who came here who were Muslim And Arab were uh, uh, mainly from North Africa, and they were designated as black. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so people coming from the Arab world, their first designation was black. uh, And they suffered- Which had its own uh, context here. Its own dynamics. Uh, But uh, so there's a long history there. Uh, Arab Americans have also been listed as Asian, and were part of the Asian Exclusion Act. Uh, and that meant that they could not vote or own property uh, in the late 1700s and early 1800s. Um, Then they were designated as white, which I still can't figure out why. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so they've gone through a lot of designations. A lot of how people of Arab and Muslim descent were looked at in the early years was really through the lens of Orientalism, English Orientalism in particular, um, kind of Simbad, belly dancers, uh, you know that kind of thing. Uh, It wasn't accurate, and there were too few Arab Americans in the United States really to uh, to combat those uh, stereotypes. Uh, Although uh, many people did try to do that, and they tried to build coalitions with other people of color to take on other. Uh, stereotypes and attacks uh, on slavery and other other kinds of things. Um, but in the 1960, especially after the 1967 war, uh, there was a uh, kind of a change. Well, not kind of a change, a sea change in terms of how Arabs and Muslims were looked at. Uh, and, uh, and this happens all the time in American history. Uh, foreign policy affects... Uh, the way that people are looked at. And so uh, Arabs and Muslims became dangerous. And uh, so they uh, that's when kind of the terror view of them began to emerge. And this has gotten worse and worse as we've become more and more engaged in the Middle East. Um, and yet uh, there have been very few acts uh, of terrorism in the United States and almost none of them done, uh, by immigrants. Uh, so, uh, the few that have happened have been homegrown. So to have a policy that attacks Muslims and Arabs and to have the kind of hate that is being, uh, spewed out against them, mosques attacked, people killed, uh, which for other minorities is not, you know, there's a similar kind of history, but, uh, is just not right. It's, it's not factual. And we have a president who ran on uh, essentially putting Muslims, Arabs, and others in their place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today hey. on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Ismail Ahmed. He is the host of the world music program, This Island Earth. Sundays at 5 p.m. on Actually, Saturdays. Saturdays at 5 p.m. See, there you go. (laughs) I let it go the first time. (laughs) That's right. Thank you for that correction. (laughs) Uh, He's also the founder of Access and a former director of the Michigan Department of Human Services. Uh, We're talking about the history of Discrimination against Arab Americans and Muslim Americans here in the United States. Of course, there is a lot of attention on that discrimination right now because President Donald Trump has intensified the conversation around it with his very, very negative uh, statements and actions uh, against people uh, of of muslim belief people of middle eastern descent uh, but this is not something new here in america we're talking about what the history of that looks like if you want to join the conversation talk about the history of uh, relationships between uh, the united states and people of uh, Arab-American or Muslim-American descent, uh, give us a call, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, I, I'm very curious what you think about what the next four years will look like and feel like for Arab Americans and Muslim Americans. We talked about the history, uh, and, and I, I ask that as you know, someone who's a member of a community that is also accustomed to changes, right? Uh, you, this history of oppression is always marked by better periods and worse periods, by progress and setbacks. Uh, I'm curious how you see what is happening now and whether it will translate to serious setbacks, for instance, for Arab-Americans or Muslim-Americans.
1: Well, I think the president's agenda has been pretty clear, and we take him at his word. And so we think that law and uh, law enforcement and uh, and uh, things like the travel ban, uh, things like the computer ban... Things like uh, uh, deep investigations, his promise uh, uh, to uh, develop a list of, of Arab Americans and to set up a special police force, uh, really uh, rings of, uh, you know, times in the past. An awful there, time. Yes, I mean, uh, an awful time in the past uh, that has happened to others. And so I know the Japanese community, for instance, has come forward to help out Uh But I think that the truth is that that depends on the American people, you know, whether we resist Mm -hmm. this and so many other things, uh, the attacks on women and, uh, you know, gay people and others of color uh, as well as this or whether uh, they're able to steamroll depends on us. And so what we do matters. Uh, What we did at the airports and that was mostly young people. Yes, uh, what we did, uh, what the women did in uh, in the streets, women of all colors and types, what uh, what things like Rock Against Refugees sure. do, and how people support them make all the difference. Yeah. We that can push back. We resisted. can resist. Yeah. We can win.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Wendy in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit today. You there, Wendy?
1: Thank you so much. I was wondering, uh, can you hear me?
0: Yep, go ahead.
1: Yes, Um, with this apparent uh, history of um, uh, problems um, against uh, Arabs and Muslims, how was it possible for people of these groups to come to Dearborn and to thrive and to apparently not face, um, I don't know, Discrimination there. I don't. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's a That's a great question, Wendy. Uh, thank, thank you very much for calling and asking. Uh, Ismail Ahmed, talk about why Dearborn has become such a, a sort of foundational geographic place for Arab Americans and Muslim Americans. Of course, when I was a kid, growing up in the '70s and '80s here in Metro Detroit, Dearborn was not that and was not a particularly welcoming place. Uh, for African-Americans when it was a a much whiter community than it is now. Talk about how uh, Arab and and Muslim-Americans have found a home there. Well, Dearborn has changed
1: over the years, first of all. Uh, And let me just say that it was not the most welcoming place for Arab-Americans either. Uh, There was an attempt by the Hubbard administration to uh, literally— Physically remove that entire right. community. There was a 40-year urban renewal fight with them. Uh, but something also happens in Arab- uh, I'm sorry, in American economics, uh, you may be discriminated <laughs> against. You may be hated, but when they need you to work, you know <laughs> they will bring you. And right. that's the truest example I can find of that is uh, whether that's slavery or African Americans from the south or it's Latinos, Uh Uh, you know, Latinos are a particularly good example of this and Arab Americans are as well. So uh, even though it wasn't always welcoming there, uh, we still came, thrived and worked as all of us struggle to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great question again, Uh, Wendy. uh, Thanks very much for that. Uh, Let's go to Abe in Detroit. Uh, Abe, I've only got about a minute left, so you gotta be quick. Hello. Yeah. Uh Go ahead, Abe. Thank you for taking my call. Uh Uh, I just want to add that, uh, you know, my faith, I'm a Muslim uh, American and my faith is in the American people, not the administration. And that uh, no no matter what law, it's the Constitution.
1: It's we, the people. The people are welcome and the people are loving. And that's what uh, what matters, you
0: know, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great, great uh, point there, Abe. Uh, thanks for calling and making that, uh, Ismail Ahmed. I want to thank you for being here on Detroit today and having this great conversation. We should mention again that uh, 2 p.m. on April 2nd at the Arab American Museum, the event is Rock for Refugees. Goes from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get tickets. Can you get tickets there at the museum? You for, can get
1: them at the door or contact the Arab American Museum. Absolutely. See you all there.
0: All right. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, go out for that, uh, Ismail Ahmed of the world music program this island earth saturdays at 5 p.m on wdet founder of access former director of the michigan department of human services again thanks for being here on detroit today thank you absolutely all right that's gonna do it for me today i will be back tomorrow i hope you will too this is 1019 wdet detroit's public radio station we'll see you tomorrow